Welcome to Death and Aliens, an in-depth look at horror and sci-fi TV from two friends who vaguely know what they're doing. I'm MK. And I'm Courtney. And you just came in real fast and hot for that intro. I don't know. <laughs> I, like, know. I was like, wake up. Let's do this thing. <laughs> That's a lot of energy. <laughs> it's all fake. It's, I have a degree in acting. Ooh. I don't. I'm sorry. I'm just here. I have coffee. Yes. No, I used to get, people used to ask me that all the time when I worked in fast food. They were like, how are you so good at pretending you don't want to kill all the customers? I go, I quite literally have a degree in lying to people. I don't. Unfortunately, somehow in the last 10 years, that's gone away and the kids all know I hate them. Kids are different though, man. That's true. It's Their parents think I'm lovely. You are lovely. Mostly. Mm. Mostly. <laughs> how, how are you this week? I'm just bracing myself for what this answer is going to be. <laughs> I'm tired. I haven't slept a lot. Um, I have dog hair in my mouth, apparently. Um, I went on a pretty consistent few nights of sleeping four hours a night. Um, including the day that I worked 18 and a half hours. Good. In case you don't know math, working 18 and a half hours and sleeping four hours is not not go together. Those are no, not that good. actually equals 22.5. Right. Which means that that's only 1.5 hours that are not either working or sleeping. And based on the fact that you have to travel right. between places, that's, that's pretty rough, yeah. Yeah, I think I, think I was alive for a bit that day um but i'm 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 lovely other than the lack of sleep um okay. i went to the island last night um, which i always enjoy doing we try to find a new with my friend dom we try to find new breweries and we went to this one called the brewers collective it's okay <laughs> it's, it's, it's right i got a flight there and it was like everything just kind of tasted bland it was like mm. I mean, it tasted like what it was supposed to like i got a lager it tasted like a lager but it wasn't like mind blowing. It didn't. The flavors just like weren't really great together. Like they, so I I did a flight and they literally they asked me. They were like, oh, so what are we thinking of the beers? And I was like, they're like, which one's your favorite or whatever? And I was like, oh, the stout. It just tastes like a really average stout. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. That's the nicest thing I have to say to you. I love that. And, I love that so uh, much. And like I got they had like a chocolate mint lager and it was. I was like, oh, great. Andy's mints. It's going to be delicious in a lager. You could just taste the mint. Oh, and it's because they like throw their own mint and brew it. Whatnot. But I was like, that's fine. You used fresh mint. So this is a mint beer, not a chocolate right. beer. Right. You need to, if you have fresh mint and you have that strong of a flavor, you have to balance the chocolate. You have to add more. Yes. Um, and there was a coffee pumpkin beer that like should have been really good. And it, was it had the right flavors but again the balance wasn't there um so we went to our our old standby great south bay which is always good and uh i got my ambition as a dream stout it's got like peanut butter banana and cream it's a cream l and it's but it's like a dark cream I love that. okay so nice and um then we went and saw i don't even know what it was called oh here here's my playbill the um musical comedy murders of 1940 by john bishop Okay. It's um, not a musical, which is the thing I learned when I got there. Okay. Um, it was fine. It was, I, we've started going on opening night because there's this like 
old the man. party thing. Yeah. You're telling me that there's like a little party. Right. So they didn't do that yesterday. Oh, um, rude. But there's this little old man that sits in the front row and we sit in the second row and he is always so into the shows. Like he rings a bell at the end for the applause it is uh, quite adorable. And, um, we are best friends now. He talked to me. He's always like, they said something that they're like, Oh, there's two of them. And he goes, and just puts up two fingers and you can hear <gasps> every like few minutes. It was, it was, it was not that, I love that, but it like, it was not as interesting as he made it sound, but it was very interesting listening to him. And I love that um, so much. Yeah. They have this little cafe there, which is nice. So we always get like coffee and snacks and stuff and they know yeah. it. Now. <laughs> I've been to three shows there and they know who we are now. <laughs> I love it. So um, it's just like, it's such a small town because it's in Central Islip. So it's like so tiny. And there's like, like there were 20 people at the premiere last night or the opening night last night. It's just like this little small town theater and it's adorable. And the snacks are always good. They have like churros. Oh, so good. So good. So like, it's a really fun time. Um, I just haven't slept a lot. That's fair. How are you? Um, so let's see, we recorded last time on Monday. So on Tuesday, oh, on Tuesday, I met Dan's father. Mm-hmm. It was lovely. Um, I was, I was talking to him about you. Oh God. He made, <laughs> he made hot honey chicken. Oh, oh, I love hot honey chicken. I literally, I know. And I was like, okay, so you have to understand like Courtney and I went to this place for brunch and they had the best chicken and waffles that was made with honey and i was like going i haven't been back since but i need to go i know it's across the street i love it so much but so yeah so i was talking about you on tuesday because i had hot honey chicken for dinner and i was like there's no greater honor literally um his dad was like so like this is what i was gonna i've been making for dinner like does that sound good and i just go i love hot honey chicken (laughs) (laughs) i was like (sighs) <sighs> fantastic um and um and then also there was a puzzle out that like they started on new year's and then they never finished it and it was like a thousand piece like puzzle full of nancy drew book covers and the fact that we, i had to leave without finishing it i haven't been able to stop thinking about this puzzle since tuesday like that's really bothering me a lot i'm not gonna lie of course you talked about me on tuesday those are all things that like remind right. people of me like puzzles nancy drew like hot right. chicken exactly i was like oh perfect night i love it for you time to be alive and then on wednesday uh dan and i finally put primer on the walls in the bedroom of the new house that's we've only been talking about talking about that for what four months now yeah yeah um so and then thursday and friday Oh, Thursday I had a wax appointment and Friday I had a hair appointment, but like both nights I went to bed so early because I don't know why, but I just was exhausted this week. You were trying to make up for my lack of sleep. Yeah, probably. That's what it was. You're giving you my energy of, I just smacked my microphone. Sorry. Um, I was just giving my exhaustion. Also like the weather has been weird because it's like gotten nice again, but like it was rainy and cold on like Tuesday, and then I was like, I could have worn a short sleeve shirt yesterday until yeah. I got back to the city, and then I was like, I'm freezing and I'm in a sweat. Yeah, it was it was weird, and because it was um, the students had no school on Friday, we had uh, like professional development day, which Not was that. no, it was awful. <laughs> um, I it was so bad. Literally, I remember the only thing I said in the morning after the professional development was my favorite kinds of PD are when they 
try to teach you to not lecture to kids by lecturing to you. Right. Yes. It's, it's awful. But so they have a four day week this week and then they have a four day week next week because of indigenous people's day. So like the energy, when kids know they don't have a full week of school, they get, they're on crack energy. I mean, I look, I'm the same. No, for sure. For sure. I literally, um, dismissal on Thursday, one of the parents asked me how I was doing and I was like, the sun is out and I don't have to look at your kids for four days. So I am great. <laughs> Luckily it was a parent that knew me well enough that I could say that too, which I've been doing the same dismissal door for two years. So all, I know all the parents at my dismissal door. Um, but so like, I was like 10 out of 10 day. Cause I'm done with your children. <laughs> yeah, I am. Um, I have a conference next week. Um, it's in the city, but I only have to go to work for one day next week. Which, first of all, is going to be tragic because I have so much work to do. Right. So, like, my email's at the conference too, but like I only have to go into the office one time. See, I don't have work at all on Monday, but I'm still going to work because I have so much to do. <laughs> so I feel that. I am going to have to get up early because I have to, like, be at the conference on time. Unlike mm. work. Unlike work, yeah. Right. Ooh. What What a shame. I know. Um, you know what will get us through this next mm-hmm. week? I do. Being, being spiritually affirmed. I am actually prepared. Oh, fantastic. Which, you know, is always a good thing. It reminds me of my Chinese food fortune the other day that said it was trying to be like some kind of weird spiritual affirmation about wind blowing through my spirit, but it literally said wind blowing through your sprint. No, (laughs) no one's running here. No, never. Um, Oh, also, I forgot the most important thing that happened this week. Oh, God. I made Dan watch the first four episodes of Over the Garden Wall. Oh, God. I still haven't watched that show. It's terrifying. I watched the first one and it gave me nightmares. Literally three minutes and he goes, oh, I get why you like this show so much. <laughs> Shout out to Mani, who's a... Shout out to Bri. Oh, Bri had a birthday, not Mani. Oh, my gosh. No. Happy no, Monty's, I was like, Monty's, Monty's birthday's in March with Mani. Yeah, I was like, no, that's very far away from now. She's in the city. <laughs> she's, she's near me. Yeah. No, no. Um, shout out to 30303 and yeah. our our obsessive love of Over the Garden Wall. And by obsessive, it's like an unhealthy obsession. Like yeah. all, all five of us have matching bracelets that say, ain't that just the way? And they're very cute bracelets. And I started yeah. saying that quite a lot because Caitlin said it to me so much. <laughs> and I haven't even watched the show. Like, oh God, because it's terrifying. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Sorry. Back to our spiritual affirmations. My tracks for today. Um, spend your life doing strange things with weird people. That is the best one yet. Isn't it? I thought so. And I was like, surely I've read something like this already. <laughs> like, it's too good that I haven't said it before. Spend your life doing strange things with weird people. That is how I live my life. Me too. Uh, I love it. Always doing weird stuff. Now, speaking speaking of speaking of weird stuff, I have thoughts and feelings before we get started. Vague. I'm gonna do vague thoughts and feelings because I don't okay. want to show. I just want to make it very clear that I have a lot of strong feelings about this episode, 
And I had to rewind this episode like seven different times, which I normally don't do for Stargate. Because I was like, did I, did I miss that? Did I hear that wrong? Are we talking about this now? Like, um, lot of, a lot of feelings for this episode. I went to play the episode and I was playing it on my tablet. So I actually had to like scroll into like Netflix and make sure I was clicked on the right episode. And so I saw the, the description box of the episode and I go, oh shit, Courtney is going <laughs> to have some things to say. I have a lot to say. I have three pages of notes. I normally one, have one. Two, three, four, five. I have five pages of notes. I normally have one and I have three. So, <laughs> um, so we are watching season two, episode nine of Stargate SG-1. And it is called secrets the most apt title we've ever had it was rated 7.6 stars lies no and better or worse this episode better too much happened. I, too much too, mu- too much happened. I, like so you think it should be higher mm-hmm. yeah i would say so too i think it probably around eight is probably good like so just a little bit higher because i won't say it's like mind-blowing but so much no. happened but like eight to like 8.2 is kind of what the range i'm in yeah. okay yeah i would probably yeah i would probably put like 8.2 would probably be my my guess mm-hmm. um it came out on august 21st 1998 um the song is still brandy a boy is mine still um the movie is still saving private ryan mm-hmm. And the book is not the same as last week, but it goes back to the one before. It's point of origin. It like it went point of origin was number one, and then it dropped, and then it popped back up. Or Wally Lamb, yeah, um, half second in the spotlight. But uh, I, mean, I mean, Patricia is fine now. But yeah. <laughs> Patricia Cornwell is great too. Like I'm not mad about it. Yeah, but well, and okay. To be fair, spoiler for this because after. I'm so sorry. I don't know why they're ringing my doorbell. I don't have a delivery today, I don't think. I don't know. So. Okay. Um, to be fair, uh, it went just... Okay. I think it's Patricia Cromwell, and then it went to Wally Lamb, and then it goes back to Patricia Cromwell. And, um, but if you know anything about August 21st, 1998, um, in terms of fiction, uh, that is, in fact, the day that uh tom clancy's rainbow siege was released oh i haven't read that yet i think i have which which means that for the rest of 1998 will be the number one book so like right that tracks that tracks um i did not know good for these two for like making it make it in before the before the the onslaught um, and then the only major event, I mean, obviously, other than Tom Clancy's book coming out, um, was that uh, there was some major political court case in South Africa where some general was held in contempt of court because of something about bra- the breakup of apartheid. And I was like, it's probably a pretty big deal. And I feel like a terrible citizen of the world for saying this, but I just literally couldn't have given a single fuck to research it more. I understand. It wasn't so, actual apartheid. It was just like proceeding. It was just like it was just like somebody being held in contempt of court because of apartheid. Right. Like, right. So like it's probably a big deal, but it's fair that you like don't spe- know specifics. Yeah. And I could have done more digging, but that felt 
unnecessary, really. Mm-hmm. Especially since I was doing it while I was supposed to be paying attention to a PD yesterday. Um, this episode was directed by Dwayne Clark, who is a new director for us. Um, he spent about 30 years directing, and he was best known for the movies Soulmate and 13, The Conspiracy. Um, I don't know either of those, but I love it. Neither do I. Film. Right. Um, he did uh, leave Hollywood in 2018 because he was just um, absolutely fucking sick of it. Um and he, after directing tons of TV, um, he directed uh, a bunch of episodes of all uh, four of the CSI shows. He did some One Tree Hill directing. That's why I loved but, this one. But most importantly, he directed four episodes of the 2015 MacGyver. <laughs> I beg to differ. CSI is way better. Oh, it's season Yes, but MacGyver is the through line of the show. I know. I know it's what we always come back to. I just love CSI. I know. Um, it was written by Terry Curtis Fox, who um, this is his second. No, this is his second episode. He directed the, or he wrote the Prison Planet episode. Where they, the one, the one where um, Mr. Feeney's wife was actually the bad guy on the Prison Planet. <gasps> yes. Ages ago. Yes. Yes. Well, ages ago. It was like, Six weeks ago. Ages ago. I stand by my statement. Um, the guest star um, is Carmen Argenziano, who played General Jacob Carter. Um, Can you that name again? Carmen Argenziano. I really like the last name. Yes. Uh Slight spoiler alert, General Jacob Carter is a recurring character. He'll he will be back. Oh, I, I, I you kinda you kinda get that vibe from the way it ends there, but like yes, he, he will be returning. Um so he Carmen worked for 50 years as an actor, but he uh, passed away in 2019 at the age of 75. Um he was best known for the movies Identity and The Accused. Um, He did not have a ton of roles that either of us would have seen, um, but he had some minor roles in shows like Castle and Criminal Minds, which would have been... Well, no, that's what I'm saying. Those are the two that, like, he wasn't a big part, but those are the places that you and I would have seen him before. Mm -hmm. Um, But he does play a major role in Stargate, beginning with this episode. Excellent. Yes. Uh, I looked at his face and I was like, oh, yeah, I know him. And I started taking notes about him, but then I didn't write down the character's name. And then when he turned around and Sam saw him and I go, oh, right. No, that make, that checks out. That's correct. Wow. Can't believe I forgot that. That's kind of a detail. That feels important. It feels important. So the episode begins with a... Um, before we begin the episode... Speaking of death, I forgot to mention this on the forefront. Um, the Queen of Country died this week, Loretta Lynn, and Dead. I'm devastated. And I think the world should know that I'm devastated. I, I think that's fair. I, it, it is devastating. Yeah. That was a big moment for me this week. 
I, I mean, it wasn't as big for me because old school country was never really like my my jam. But like, I respect, I know who yeah. she is and respect the shit out of her as an artist. So like, no, I grew up listening to that a lot. Like, yeah, her Tammy Wynette, that that whole crew, <sighs> yeah, crew of women. Um, which actually reminds me of a video Brianna sent me on TikTok this week. Um, that was this lady who was like forget destiny's child you know who is a survivor reba fucking mcintyre she's like that theme song of her tv show had little 12 year old me screaming about being a single mom that worked too hard and loved her kids never stop (laughs) it was like yeah yes i um absolutely agree i mean don't take destiny's child away from me either but but (laughs) yes both are correct so now you can go. <laughs> we did. We did need to honor Loretta Lynn. Yes. So the episode begins with um, a TV screen transmission um, that they are showing of uh, Kasuf trying to get their attention from Abydos, and it has been one full Abydonian year since Daniel left. Is there a like? correlation between like do we know what the changeover is between our year and their year uh no but clearly their year is uh much longer than ours because it's been more than a year right right um so one year to the day like promised kasuf unburied the stargate and is waiting for daniel to come back with Sharae. and daniel says that he does in fact owe his father-in-law the truth so he thinks that he should go back, even though he can't bring Share back and at least tell him what's going on. Um, because if he doesn't, the Abadonians will bury the gate forever because that was the deal. So they will have no access to Abydos at all if he doesn't go back. Right. And the problem is that Jack and Sam have to go to Washington to meet with the president. Yes. Um, I want you to know right off the bat, I was having a lot of strong feelings because I know I spent the last episode complaining about not talking about Share. And now we are just like full into Share again. I was like, all right, we are, we are here. We are only. Yeah. You literally, you literally, but you literally last week were like, well, it'll probably be another half a season yeah. before we even address Share again. I was like, we're never talking about her. She's and bad. then I looked at what episode was this week and I was like, I'm done. I'm no. dead. Only Share. That's fine. Yes. <laughs> Well, and that's the other thing is I forgot what was going to happen in this episode. And when they said that Jack and Sam were going to go to Washington, I literally thought it was just going to be only Daniel and Teal'c on Abydos for the whole episode. I did I not. Also realize, that. I did not realize we were going to get two important episodes at the same time. Yeah. Um. Um. So Daniel's like, and it's fine because like I'll be with Teal'c, and there's nobody that would be safer for me to be with with Teal'c, and like Jack's like, oh man, we should blow off the president and go to. I was like, I don't think you can do that. I don't. I don't think you can. Yeah. Uh, as especially as a colonel in the U.S. Right. Air Force, you definitely can't just say mm, fuck the commander in chief. That's really not how that works. Um, so Hammond gives them the green light to go and Daniel and Teal'c will return to Abydos while Jack and Sam go to Washington, D.C. So unfortunately, because of that, this episode hop jumps 
back and forth a fuck ton. But not in a like not in a way not in a way that was like hard to watch, but sometimes it was hard to take notes on. That's fair. That's fair. Um it like it didn't feel choppy. I just was like, wait shit, did I take any notes about that scene? No, hold on, I have to because I have to at least address that we flipped. Yeah. Yeah. Um so we start with Abydos and Daniel and Teal go and they're apologizing to Kasuf that they've returned without Share and he's just like, oh, follow me. Yeah. I was like, oh, fuck, she's there. 100%. I don't and know she what was. was I was like, he's very chill for someone whose daughter's like missing. It's because um, she wasn't so, missing. <laughs> yes, it's because she wasn't missing. Um, right. But he takes Daniel and Teal to see Share. And it turns out she is hella pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought I had something to say about that. Oh, I just put it in really big letters. That's fine. That's yeah. Fine. Yeah. Um, and then we have the credits. Yeah, and I was like, "This is a really good like pre-credit scene again." Yeah, I like, like that was a, it was it was a lot it was a lot for a cold open because I felt good. yeah I felt like the the credits probably should have been after the um, gate scene where because it just felt like it was too much mm-hmm. yeah. pre-credit, but then them stopping and having the credits right on the moment of pregnancy it's like oh no i get it that's that's the that's the moment that is but i will moment. say like i know sometimes a long credit scene is like insane um but i watched for my horror movie last night i watched fresh and it was like 40 30 40 minutes in before they even did like the credit scene and i forgot they hadn't done it by the time i got there but i was like oh no this was like perfect timing even though it's like real into the movie and so that's kind of how I felt. I mean, obviously not quite as intense, as the yeah. time, but that's the same feeling was like, oh, it was a really long time, but it was like really well placed too. So weirdly, I was actually thinking about cold opens and how they're formatted a lot yesterday because, <laughs> um, so my dad called me yesterday to let me know that they announced that Jodie Whittaker is going to be at Gallifrey one, which is the doctor who convention in February that we're supposed to be going to. And I was like, Speaking of that, are we going to Long Island in November? And he was like, yeah, I think so. And I go, yeah, but we haven't like bought tickets or planned it yet. Like, what are we doing? Because there's a Doctor Who convention in Long Island in November. When? Be going to, uh, the weekend before Thanksgiving. So the 19th and 20th. Can I go on the 20th? Sure. I, I, I don't know what we're doing yet. Like, if you I go, gotta, that's a Sunday, right? Saturday, Sunday? Yeah. Yeah. I'm off on the 20th. I'm off on Sundays. Well, Long Island's like an hour and a half for me. Yeah. Once I figure out what we're doing, I will. Like, oh. I wasn't going to just come to New York and not tell you. Like, well, I well, was yeah. a little concerned when you first started talking that you were trying to come to New York and not tell me. Um, I probably well, would have figured it out. Um, <laughs> no, I would have told you. I just haven't said anything yet because we still haven't figured out if or how we're doing it. But one of the panels at the convention is... Um, a panel all discussing all about like the art of the cold open and how doctor who does the cold open different than other things. So I was like thinking a lot about cold opens yesterday and I will say Stargate's cold opens are super inconsistent 
in like the yes. amount of time, but very rarely has one happened where I was like, that's not where I would have put it. Yeah. Like they, they have the, they've, their, their timing isn't down well, but then again, their timing isn't down well in any aspect of the show, I would say. Um, but their, um, their ability to like figure out what is that moment that makes you need to watch through the credits. Because mm-hmm. I think sometimes, especially in older TV shows, you had to like in the Netflix era of shows, it doesn't fucking matter. You're going to watch the whole show through. Right. Right. But like in the television, like commercial television era of TV, you had to have a moment that was big enough that you wouldn't flip the channel during commercials. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I still do that if I'm watching like regular TV and like I'll, if I'm flipping through stuff, I'll like give it a second if the credits come on and I'm like not hooked, I'll switch to something else. So like, yeah, I very much so, agree. Like, I, I think that is very true about Stargate. They picked the right moment, which I think is one of the issues they should have addressed as writers is that their big moment wasn't always, I don't feel like intense enough to hold that. Like, yeah, well, um, I think today's was. <laughs> oh, for sure. But like, I think that they had like, a they didn't have a great mix of like, oh, I'm hooking you this week. And it's like, being so long, being sci-fi, and being 1998, you're absolutely yeah. right. You needed something that like hooked people. And, and I, I mean- think, and I think, I personally like this is partially based on what I remember, but also again, I remember the broad arc of the show more than I remember individual episodes. But I think that one of the things that we're going to start seeing more going forward, I think this is kind of the pickup point Mm -hmm. is more of the overall season story grabbing you because I, cause I think you're right. Like a lot of those in between our episodes, like did you didn't give a shit. Right. And like, that's where I would have put the credits. Like they put the credits in the right spot of where I would put them for what the opener was. Well, episode was, but did that, if I came back, if like, like that episode, I, I think the worst offender is the episode after the prison planet episode. Which one was that? Cause remember in the prison planet episode, the what's her name hacked the whole computer system and then the whole thing oh, yes. shut down. And then the next episode had nothing to do with that. Yeah. If I am sitting here watching a weekly television series where I genuinely pre like what Google was invented in 1997. So this is a year into the internet, mm-hmm. the way we know it. So we don't know anything. anything. Yeah. So you have no such thing as spoilers. You have no such thing as like binge watching. You have no such thing as commercial free TV. You watch it that Friday night and then you don't get to know what's going on until the next Friday night. And Stargate was on a Friday night which meant that it had to be like a primetime slot then. Yeah. You have to have a high enough draw that you're keeping people in their houses on Friday nights. Right. So you're going to tell me that you're going to end with that big of an episode, that big of a cliffhanger. And then the next week, not even address it in a primetime Friday night slot. See, so while we're talking about pacing of shows, that's what uh, me and Dom were actually talking about that yesterday how there's so many shows that like, because now we're in our streaming era, everyone's watching everything at one time. And even shows that are coming out week to week aren't getting necessarily the high watch rate they would have because people are waiting. 
to watch all at once. And I was like, yeah, I'm very particular about what shows I'm going to watch week to week. I was like, mm-hmm. in the past two years, aside from like The Bachelor or whatever, yeah. like, the only thing I've watched as it came out was Cruel Summer because it hooked you every episode. Yeah. And the first season of Only Murders in the Building. And I still haven't finished it. But I started it. And I'm like, these are the only ones. And I'm getting ready to watch American Horror Story, which is like the third show I've watched as it came out in the past, maybe even five years. Like, I don't well, watch anything I mean, a week now. We, we talk I, about how I am obsessive with my TV shows and I watch everything week to week. But mm-hmm. on the list of shows that I actually consistently watch week to week, one of them is not reality. Right, right. Literally, reality TV is the only thing that hooks me in a way that I can watch it week to week. The And the only other show that I watch week to week when it comes out consistently, because like I watch some of the like the Star Wars stuff with my dad or the Marvel stuff yeah. with my dad. But like if I miss an episode, I just pretend that I know what happened. Um, but the only thing that I consistently make sure that I don't miss that I watch week to week that is not reality TV is Grey's Anatomy. And mm-hmm. that's not because it hooked me it's because it's on season 18 and so that means right. <laughs> i spent the last 18 years of my life doing that mm-hmm. right yeah so right. like I, I think it's very big and i and it was more important than it is now because everything does come out in bulk now mm-hmm. um so it's it's but always I strange actually, to me to i actually like I like I like that Hulu and Netflix and Disney Plus are going back to week to me week too. It gives you something. I think, I think that it takes away kind of the magic of TV. And I understand that like, we know what goes into it. It's not like literal magic, but it feels like the production, because even if you know the back end, it's like writing a book, like, you know, what goes into it, but you're still like caught yeah. up in the moment. And it's like, it keeps you wanting more. That immediate gratification is not enough. Like people, no. that's what everyone is like having now with the TikToks, with the you know, YouTube with the, all the seasons coming out at one time, like everyone's getting everything immediately. And it's mm-hmm. not, I mean, it's fine for like some things, but it's not nearly as enjoyable as having to like wait for the next spec- best thing. You have nothing to like hope and want for, which is what takes. Right. And you don't have, you don't think about it. Mm-hmm. The like the retention rate and like this is coming from me being a teacher and like studying comprehension and everything, but the retention rate when you do it all at once is awful. Like that's why my student, my students get mad at me because I tell them not to read ahead in the books that we're reading. And I'm, are you kidding? I love that you're so into the book you want to keep reading. I never am I going to be like, don't enjoy reading, but you have to stop because if I don't check in with you, if I don't talk about those metaphors, if we don't examine that chapter, eight chapters from your now, you're not going to remember why that one line was important. That's why I'm doing it this way. I mean, that's the same thing. I read the Harry Potter books as they came out, but I took my time. I spent the weeks doing it. And then I started reviewing books and I was reading like a book a week. I was reading two books a week sometime. And like, I literally like, I'll recommend them to Rachel when I finish them. So she'll read them if they were really good. And then when I think about it, I'll call her and be like, I don't know what this book was about. Like I read it and gave it five stars. I have no idea what it's about. Like, right. And it's everything's that way now. And it's so like, I have, I mean, I have a terrible memory. So maybe I'm not the best basis anyways. But, like, my memory is so much worse than it used to be. Like, it's never been great, but it's awful now. Like, I mean, even even sitting here doing week to week, I'm like, what episode was that again? Like, you know? Right, right. So, it's hard. But but after the credits and that big moment. No, no, no. I think it's great because, like, (laughs) we'd say that 
I know it's funny because I'm like, this is a podcast where we like talk about the shit that we have expertise about, but really we're just like telling you our feelings on the shows. But like, this is the shit that we actually know what we're talking about. Right. I mean, and we work, we work on a lot of back end stuff. I mean, I, I do back end stuff with books and music and um, like pre-production stuff for movies for music. And like, and, you, and like, and I work, I work, yeah, I work in theater. I've worked in film. I am an educator and I've studied like books and everything. And like, this is, genuinely the stuff that we know what we're talking like i've about. done so much research on like pacing and characters and stuff development um and so like this is this is why we do this podcast is like yes, talk about stuff like this this is yeah so the fact that when we watch shows and we geek out like in this way someone mm. listens to us yeah i know it's it's wonderful for us because there's only so many times i can tell my dad the same thing right. <laughs> and sadie just doesn't care when i tell her anything so you know but yes um most credits so we come back from the credits and Teal'c is pointing his Zat gun at Sharae. And Kasuf's like, whoa, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> and Daniel's like, no, 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 no. Like, that's not your daughter. That is a monster. We are in danger. We have to do something. She is not who you think she is. And she's like, no, Danielle, no, no. <laughs> and she's like, and it, Danielle is like, uh you can't trust her like that's not my wife anymore she's a gold and she just goes you're right all of this is true but because i'm pregnant the the gold is asleep and we've seen this before in other episodes where like not necessarily with pregnancy but like where the gold is asleep while they're doing certain things and because because the gold basically the way that i understand it has a lot to do with how like teal talks about the healing nature and everything and if you think about the fact that in all scientific technicalities a pregnancy has a very like viral parasitic relationship to the body where like you need it to be like weakening your immune system to gain things from it if the gaul with its rapid healing and its ability to like push things out of the body was active it would kill the baby right right just like certain medicines you can't have when you're pregnant basically Mm -hmm. So she's like, no, like the gold is asleep because it wants the baby to survive. Right. There are plans for it. And oh, and her gold is named Amunet. I was going to say, if you could remind me the name because I'd already forgotten. Yes. I, yes. Actually, I just didn't really understand it when I was reading it. Well, the only, the basically, the biggest. Too. The biggest reason I like saved it in my notes was because later in the episode when she switches back and forth, I switched back and forth in my notes, whether I was calling her Sharae or Amunet. Got it. Just like in the stuff with, um, Scara, Scara, well with Sam, Sam and Jolinar and then Scara Mm -hmm. and Chlorel. Like whenever it's two personalities in one body, I was like, which one is in control right now? Right, right. Um, so, uh, turns out Apophis is the baby daddy. Guys, put cool, cool drama. And Apophis, um, basically impregnated her so that it was two humans that had already been deemed, like, worthy and, like, beautiful enough to be a old hosts, having a beautiful, perfect 
baby with two perfectly perfect genetic like gene pools to make a new host body for Apophis. Yes. Excellent. Excellent. Can't can't wait. <laughs> Cannot wait. Then we leave Abydos and we go to Washington where uh, Jack and Sam are schmoozing with all the high-ranking officials and Hammond is talking to people and it's a little bit of just like small talk stuff and like there's a conversation about like getting lost in Washington and it's all kind of just like dumb until Hammond calls Sam over and the general he's talking to turns around and uh, turns out it's Sam's dad. Yeah, I just but what is this episode? We get Sharae back. She's pregnant with Apophis' child, who will then be the next Apophis, like the body. And we meet Sam's dad. I was like, it's been like five minutes. It's insane. Um, then we go back to Abydos because <laughs> Lord knows we need more cliffhangers in this episode. Right. Um, and Sharae is crying and saying that she thinks Daniel doesn't love her anymore. And her dad's like, yeah, like F that guy. That's not how you act like a husband. And Teal'c is like, are y'all fucking kidding me right now? <laughs> Tilk's like, the problem is that he does love you. He loves you so much he can't function. Ain't that the truth? Because, you know, in this moment, Tilk is using his empathy toward his wife and that whole situation to feel things like last week when we thought that's what Daniel was going to do, but then, no. Right, right, right. So, no, the, the non-human person that doesn't know how to be socially interactive is the one who you could on his empathy for someone else. Yeah, for yes. sure. Um, and so Share is like, oh, I know you. And he's like, yeah, well, I was I was there when you got your uh old, um implant and I want to apologize because I was the Apophis's first prime and I had some part in you getting kidnapped. And she goes, No, I, I know you. You're Teal, you're the traitor. And like started saying all the stuff that she only could have known with the Gawald hive mind. And then Teal'c, who once again is the only functioning member of this team this week, is like, Daniel, new plan. Taking Shari back to base. And we're using her to get information from the Gawald hive mind because, hold on, let me finish my sentence. Because she has access to it but is not overtaken in this moment. So, yes. question. Mm-hmm. I understand what they've said, what they want to happen. Why can't Tilk use the gold's hive mind inside of his body to do the same thing? Because it's not connected to his brainstem, so he doesn't have interchanging neurons. <sighs> okay. They need the actual because he can't, he can sense things and feel things, but he can't like see the images or process things that would need neuron to neuron transmitter. Which is why, like, Sam was different, but Jolinar died, so they couldn't do anything anymore. Um, and uh, they don't because when they're retaining the memories you get. Well, she retains bits and pieces, but not the same way. Because, like, she has, like, random flashes. She has dreams. She has feelings. But it's not the same as actually being connected to that hive mind actively. 
I feel like my next thought makes me a monster. I understand that. Um, my next thought is like, why would you not get someone to like volunteer to be a host? I understand they would die and they would be taken over and it would not work that easily. But well, here's the real reason because the difference is that Aminat is voluntarily asleep. Right. No, but like, you could, if you have someone's volunteering to be this person, you theoretically could do enough studies to figure out how to like put the goal to sleep. But like, that would be really rough. Like it's running. It would be, it would be rough and it would be violent and the gold would be fighting. Whereas in this case, Amunat has like voluntarily chosen to go to sleep and there's a significant amount of time that they will be, she will be asleep for. And it like gives you more wiggle room to not hurt Shari to do that. Yes, I, I understand that what I'm saying is incorrect. Just, my brain's like logically this makes sense no 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 i mean it's, like, a fair, it's a fair it's a fair question it's like why wouldn't that be like obviously it's not ethical but like right ethics right aside, ethics aside why isn't that the correct answer and it's because of the voluntary sleep state versus yeah. the sedated state makes sense so so <sighs> you find someone to be a surrogate that just yes but really gets pregnant the difference is a regular human pregnancy, the gut world would just force oh, out. It's it's not the pregnancy. It's that it's apophysis. Pregnancy. Apophysis. Yes. It's not the pregnancy. It's that Amuna is apophysis queen and is trying to provide him with a baby. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I just, I really want to find some logic that makes it. No. Gold type. I, I appreciate that you are looking through all avenues, but for once I can genuinely actually out logic everything because this do- did make sense. Yeah. Rarely, rarely can I not poke a hole in the logic of Stargate, but this one actually made sense. Right. This one followed. I just really want there to be another answer, even though like it does make sense that there's not. <laughs> right. So, um, Daniel uh, does not take kindly to the idea of us kidnapping Share and running tests on her brain. And Teal'c gets so angry. And, like, Teal'c angry is, like, not, like, fire anger. It's, like, almost like ice anger. Like, it's just, like, and he's, like, this baby is going to be born. And then Share is going to be gone. It's going to be Amunat again, and Apophis is going to have a kid. So you can either agree to take her and help us have any tools against them before you lose her again, or you can just let her be destined to live this life forever. That's on you. And I put Daniel Jackson, you know, Tilk is right. Yeah. I understand your concern, but it is the only solution. <laughs> hmm And... If he leaves Share, Apophis will come back and retake Abydos. Right? What did we work hard for this for? Right. So then we leave Abydos, we go back to Washington, D.C., and Sam's dad is seemingly being kind of a jerk. But it's less of like a I'm an asshole and more of like a that old school military mentality, like where it's like oh, these kids these days don't know what war is really like. I lived through... And it's, like, it's dickish, but, like, not intentionally. And, um... Can I tell you my favorite thing about this scene? Please do. Jack's response when he was introduced to him in this moment. He says, um, he's like, this is Colonel Jackson. He's like, oh, you're Sam's dad. And then he goes, 
I've heard nothing about you, sir. He goes, oh, General Carter, I've heard nothing about you. And Sam was, I, I talk about you. And I was like. <laughs> I loved it. I was like, that was yeah. kind of a rude thing to say, but he's also kind of being a little rude. So like, fine. Yeah. And I already know um, I like Jack better because I like Jack. But also like, I kind of just love that. Like General Hammond is like, who like stiff upper lip, like almost British level of military, like <laughs> yeah. does not have a sense of humor at all. Um, and then general Carter is like old school boys, boys kind mm-hmm. of like military and Sam who is probably like an, an, who not probably who is an amazing military officer is like crumbled. Cause it's her dad and she can't yeah. talk back to her dad. Also, he's a general. Also, he's her dad. Like she just like can't. And then O'Neill is just like, exactly what you expect an air force colonel to be where he's just like well fuck that huh right like, and he's just like and he's just got like the perfect sense of humor to be able to handle her dad without like being disrespectful like and i think like carter almost respects him more because he is exactly what you would want like an air force colonel to like sound like um and so then uh, Jack, or and then he's also like, yeah, like, this is so weird. You guys are getting, like, presidential medals for deep space sonar readings. Like, that seems not like the military. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, and so then Jack and General Hammond leave Sam and her dad alone. And he's like, by the way, we're kind of cover stories because you guys suck. I don't know what yeah. secret <laughs> He's like, he's like, obviously secret mission. I get it. But like, I don't know what you're investigating in that mountain, but do better. Right. Right. And, um, and then he's like, speaking of do better. I have a job for you. I'm, I, I, I know some people. I pulled some strings. I'm going to get you into NASA so you can stop studying space and actually go to space. I was like, you just don't understand. And it is the hardest thing because obviously you just don't understand, but also like poor Sam is living her dream. Can't tell her dad, but also her dad is like pulling strings that he would never pull. You can tell that clearly he did not help her get like, yes, he's also air force, but he did not help her get where he was. He very much does not care that she's in the air force would not have approved of her getting to that. Like, that's just not who he is. But he pulled the strings because he wants her to be an astronaut because she, because she wanted to be an astronaut. So Sam's in the middle of like, everything I believe is, I don't know. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Ugh, it's a weird time. Then we go back to Abydos and Daniel and Shari have a really sweet moment and she's because she's crying and she's like you hate me and he's like no like I hate everything that's happened to you I hate what what has to happen I hate that this is what you're going through but I love you like nothing will ever stop how much I love you and she's like will you stay with me and he's like no because I want you to come home with me it's so sad it's so sad it's only We've only been waiting for this moment for an entire season. It's fine. Like, literally an entire season. It's yeah. totally cool. Um, and then we go back to Washington. 
And Sam is like, Sam's dad is desperately trying to get her into NASA. And they're still fighting about that. And then we flip to Jack, who is sitting in a bar, drinking his problems away because it's Jack. Because it's Jack, yeah. And a journalist comes up to him and was like, well, you're hard to find. And Jack's like, how the fuck do you know who I am? Yeah, that's on purpose. That's why I'm hard right. to find. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, oh, you're going back to the Stargate so soon? And Jack plays it so fucking cool. He's like, what? What are you? Unfortunately, this man has a voice recording of Jack saying that it's easy to navigate the galaxy, but he gets lost in Washington. And Sam saying something about the Stargate program. Yeah, I, uh, at this point, I was like, am I still watching Desperate Housewives? <laughs> Because we have family secrets, we have blackmail, every like everything's a mess. The whole Stargate world is a mess. Yeah, um, I literally was like, this is like the most primetime drama episode of this show ever. Like, I felt right. like I was watching like Scandal. Yeah, yeah, I felt like I was watching something like super intense, and I was like in it. This is like Madam Secretary, like yeah, Scandal, like it. political intrigue. No, just like like they're all shows that are like yeah, 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 yeah sat in Washington with like drama and political intrigue. Um, but then Jack proves why he is MacGyver slash Colonel O'Neill slash the hero of everything. Right. Um, and he's like, sir, I'm a Colonel in the U S air force. The galaxy is the largest. And like, just goes off on all these details about like space or about like airplanes and stuff. And then is like, so uh, that's, what i'm talking about and he goes well what's the stargate he goes he got me there no idea what she was talking about he is like calm he's calm on calm. it yes um he covers his ass perfectly sometimes i forget it's meant to be like a secret military thing because we don't see them outside of sg right we <laughs> never see them outside which is funny because daniel even or jack even says that he's like i spent so much time in this mountain i just want to look at air right um we go back to abydos and daniel and teal explain what their plan is and kasuf is worried that if about the village and so they go well if um apophis comes back just say that an enemy of apophis took her and the baby and kasuf's like oh well technically not a lie so yes i will do that and he just goes go with them goes, you can't talk to her like that why i'm her dad <laughs> Um, so they all agree that Chari is going to go with them to this, to back to SGC. I don't know why I like forgot what SGC was called for a second. You know, it happens. Happens the it best happens. Then, um, we go back to, uh, Washington and Jack just reports to Hammond and tells him what just went down with the reporter. And that is a quick short scene, but important. <laughs> important. <laughs> then we go back to Abydos and Teal'c and Daniel and Chari are about to leave. And as they're about to leave through the gate, a Gawuld ship starts landing on the pyramid. Um, and right here as well, like written as I felt like this episode was, and the storyline was amazing. The production quality was lacking a bit. The sound that they made when they landed was, like, not good. <laughs> it didn't, like, it just, I don't know, it, like, it wasn't too loud, but it just, it felt, couldn't, 
conjoined. I, that's not the word I'm looking for. Disjointed. Probably. Disjointed. Yeah, it was like it felt disjointed when they landed, and I was like, like it didn't feel like it. Like there was like the sound and the vibration didn't match up right. Was that uh, it's like the sound itself like didn't feel like it fit for the sound because of the way it okay. was like coming out, and it was like it was just small pieces that I was like, this isn't wrong, but it but doesn't feel right. Like there's something. Yeah. That should have, like, maybe they should have just, like, polished it a bit more before they released it type thing. Yeah. I mean, again, 1998, but not, not on. Well, like, I mean, not- just even compared to the other episodes, like. Yeah. 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 Um, oh, so Aminat starts to wake up when she hears the gold ship. So they run out of the gate room just as the serpent guards start to appear. But as the serpent guards appear, we see the gold or the the leader, and it is not Apophis. Not Apophis. Which could could be a moment of being like, oh, Stargate recast somebody again. Except that the credits had already scrolled by and said Peter Williams, so you knew Peter Williams was still in the episode. So it was obviously not Apophis. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. She also like didn't look enough alike, like Apophis. Like at least the other people, they like at least tried to make their hair look similar or something. You know? Right. Like- right. Um, so then we go back. Jack, Sam, and Hammond are discussing what to do about this thing, this reporter, because there's clearly a leak because he knows too much information for um, it to just be like theories. So. Uh, they have to find out who talks to the reporter. So they basically send Jack to go have another conversation with him. But they're like going through their options and they're like, I don't know who it would be. It's got to be political because I don't think it's one of ours. They're like, maybe Senator Kinsey. I was like, I bet it is Senator Kinsey. Fuck Senator Kinsey. I bet it was him. Well, but then they also are like, well, any of the, the thing is, if it is Senator Kinsey or any of the other political people, they had to sign NDAs, which means that they're technically able to be sued by the government for like, like my thing is like how much, like sure you're sued by the government, which means like, you're basically going to go broke and have nothing to do with the rest of your life. We've also unleashed the biggest secret to the world. Like someone's paying you to write a book. Like once you've broken it, like. Yeah. But there's, there's usually depending on how the NDA works, there's usually some kind of clause where like, you can't if profit you, on it. You can't profit on it. And if you break that and then like you try to then like say Senator Kinsey did it, he breaks it, he gets sued, but then he tries to make a book deal because he's already like in breach of contract, he will be arrested. Yeah, no, I understand that. Yeah. But like also like once you let a secret like that out, you can't bring it back. Well, you can't, except for that also like that's if people believe you. Mm, that's true. Which too. Which Jack said, says later in like the next scene that he's like, that doesn't sound believable. Like, just listen to the words coming out of your mouth. Do you believe what you're saying? Yeah. I mean, that's that's true. So um, we go back to Abydos quickly and we find out that um, the scare of the Gawold ship and Aminat waking up forced Shari into labor early. And she's having the baby, but she's also having a panic attack that as soon as she has the baby, she's going to disappear and Aminat's going to take back over. And Teal tells us what we already knew, that the ship was not Apophis's ship, but it was Haru'er's ship. 
Harur. Is this the one we already and, saw, or does his name just sound yes. very familiar to the other No, <laughs> no, Harur is the one who attacked Thor's planet. Got it, yeah, yeah. I was like, I think this is the same person that I didn't say their name right last time. Correct, that is so, correct. I just could remember. Excellent. Yes. Um. So, uh, but Daniel refuses to leave Shari and says he will stay with her until the baby's born, even if it means he loses her again. Mm-hmm. Because he's actually a good husband and a good person, even though he spent two years pretending he wasn't married. It's fine. Then then we go back to um, Jack, who is talking to Armin, the reporter, to find out exactly what he knows. And TBH, it is fucking everything. Yeah. And... We get one of my favorite lines of the entire series of Stargate mm-hmm. because it is a Easter egg that I just am obsessed with. So Jack tells him, if you're going to write this article, which you shouldn't because it sounds like science fiction and no one's going to believe you. But if you are, please remember that my name is spelled O'Neill with two L's. There's another Colonel O'Neill who spells it with only one L and he does not have a sense of humor, which is absolutely, we did talk about it. Recap, the season one recap. Yeah, because it is absolutely an attack on Kurt Russell. Well warranted, to be fair. Yeah. Well warranted. But that was such like a Richard Dean Anderson thing, not like a. Oh, oh yeah, no, that was like, that was like Richard Dean Anderson being like, I'm better at this than Kurt Russell. Right. It was. I love which, is, it. which is funny because I actually was talking to Dan's dad about that this week. He asked me if I liked the movie or the show better. And I was like, did you watch the, the movie? <laughs> I was like, I was like the show. And I was like, and he was like, well, which did you see first? And I go, probably technically the show. I probably saw it before I ever saw the movie because just of when it was on and everything I go, but I am absolutely gonna pick Richard Dean Anderson over Kurt Russell every time and I go and that's and that's not for me like that's a very high compliment because I love Kurt Russell like that's not it yeah you remember when we did the movie I was I didn't like him as Jack but I love Kurt Russell as a human but I um yeah so but yes that that very much felt like a Richard Dean Anderson jab I love which is funny because we didn't have a writer or director from MacGyver this time. Wait, didn't you say? Wait, no. Oh, did Terry Curtis? Did Terry Curtis Fox work on MacGyver? He I had four he episodes was. of the new MacGyver. Oh, but that's the new MacGyver, so it was the new MacGyver. Out. No, that's and that's the director. But Terry Curtis Fox, I didn't look at his credits because I had already talked about him. Um, because I oh did, yeah yeah yeah, but I didn't remember. I have my other notebook here. I do not remember. The game feature is not the correct episode. The need is not the correct episode. Thor's chair. No, when was when was the prison planet episode? Ages ago. Oh, prisoner. See, it was episode three. See, I told you, um, ages ago. Yeah. No, he did not. He, he worked on drag. He did work on JAG. Um, he is a professor at NYU, but he did not work on MacGyver. So that was all Richard Dean Anderson. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, um, so Jack basically is like, no one's going to believe you. Don't write it. 
Um, but if what if you do, don't forget how to spell my name. And then he starts to walk away, and then Armin gets hit by a car. Yeah, my next line. I'm like, what we we should call this episode like blackmail, murder, and family secrets, just to confuse the hell out of the like listeners because like that's not Stargate, but it is, and it works so well. Like, yeah, that's not what you um, expected when you started this episode. <laughs> nope. And then um, he basically is, tells Jack that he knows Stargate is the one who hit him with a car. He's like, we didn't. And, do Jack, it. and Jack's like, it literally it was not us. No idea what's happening right now. Wow. Um, then we go back to uh, Abydos, where we just get a very, very tiny short scene of the guards attacking Kasuf, trying to find Share, and he says that she doesn't—he doesn't know where she is, which is not untrue because, as far as he knew, she got off the planet. True. True. Yeah. Um. Then we go back to Washington and the medal ceremony has gotten canceled because Jack had to deal with the paperwork of watching this man get hit by a car right, right. and it pushed the schedule back and the president could not rearrange his schedule. I mean, my, my, my <laughs> real thought, like, listen, I understand that like the witnessing and like police investigation and it's very important and I'm not saying it's not important, but what, why wouldn't the police just say, go get your medal and then come back? Like, meet us back here in an hour? Like, what? Like, we, we know where to find you. You'll be with the fucking president. Like, right. And, like, you can't get away. You work for the government. Like, we're not right. going to you. So confused. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's fine because it turns out better in the end, but, like, mm-hmm. so confused on the logic on that. Um, and. So, uh, Jacob is talking to Sam about this whole thing with the president giving them the medal, and he's, like, upset that he can't see it because he can't go back to the base with them, and she's, like, thinking he's being obnoxious, and then he just goes, Sam, I have cancer. We learned she has a dad, and then we learned he has cancer. It's like, what? I have too, no, there's too many emotions through this scene. I mean, this um, episode. And we find out that he's really been pushing the astronaut thing because he just wants to see his little girl achieve her dream of going to space before he dies, which, like, little does he know that, like, she is already part alien, like, at this point. (laughs) Um, Like, um, and she's like, well, it's my dream. Shouldn't I get to pick? And he's like, dads have dreams, too. And then she's, like, crying, and he's crying, and he's like, don't worry, it's not a fast-moving cancer. You don't have to check on me tomorrow. And she's like, Dad, please don't leave like this. And then he does anyway. Yeah, I'm not feeling very uh, positive feelings about him so far. No, dysfunctional family. Watching Sam crumble and no longer be, like, the strong feminist icon that she is because her daddy said something to her made me so upset because i would be exactly the same <laughs> yeah but also like your dad's not gonna be like that no my dad <laughs> and I have a great, my dad and i have a great right. relationship but if my dad was disappointed in me i would absolutely lose all of my ability to stand on my own two feet yeah no yeah very true <laughs> so uh i get it sam i do um i hate it but i get it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um then we go back to Abydos, 
because and Share is giving birth and like the second the baby is not in her anymore, Aminat comes back out and takes over Share. And this was another scene when her eyes flash colors. I was like, I feel like that wasn't done as well as it could be because we've seen their eyes flash colors. I mean, um, you know, we'd, right? ta- we'd already seen it once in this episode that looked better. Right. And I was like, this felt like I was watching Coltrack again when this episode got shot. Like it was, well, to be fair, to be fair. And, and this is, I agree a hundred percent to be fair. The other scenes where they did it were not as dark. And I still yeah. think like working special effects into darkness yeah. was a skill that was not quite where it could have been in the nineties. Right. But it I'm not felt like, we were watching it from Kolchak, which was what twenty five years before this. Like, I'm, I mean, to, I feel like the change in special effects between nineteen seventy eight and nineteen ninety eight versus between nineteen ninety eight and twenty eighteen are oh. two totally different levels. Yes, yes, correct. Um, so you're not wrong, right. but I little things like that I tend to give. Like, if that had happened in Bates, I'd be pissed. Right. Because that's another 20 years removed. But in, in Stargate, when it's like little mishaps like that, I tend to be like, okay. I think that's why I notice it more because I have been impressed with a lot of their like, that's true. effects for a 98 show. Well, so, like, especially with the, something the gate slips. itself. Like the gate yeah. itself to this day, I still find to be the most, like, because it's not the best special effects in the world. But right. like for 1998, that's impressive. Right. And I think that's why, because like, I do understand it's 98 and I do agree like with everything you're saying about the timing and whatnot, but I just like, I know that Stargate production itself has done so much better in the past and yeah, even in this episode. And it's like, it's like they worked so hard on the storyline for this episode, which is great. Super appreciate that. That then they were just like, uh, it's okay if we like, don't pay this well, other like $500 to make sure this. Scene well, I mean, they're, 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 uh, they're, episode budget was definitely screwed by the fact that they had to do an on location shoot in washington right right like, <laughs> i mean I think that was, like, that, okay. those two staircase scenes probably fucked their whole budget for the episode yeah truly yeah like and i wish that i was saying that like as a sarcastic matter but like i'm not no absolutely not no <laughs> those, those two staircase scenes and not being on location and and like not to say that they don't have location shoots all the time right but it's different it's different yeah um i wonder where do they shoot the abydos scenes and stuff like that i feel like that must just be like a a sound stage yeah like a set i don't think i i, I don't think it's i think it's a sound stage i don't think that they do anything on location right no i don't think they would either so the those uh, washington stuff really would have been like a huge deal yeah yeah Especially because, like, they've been filming in, like, Canada. <laughs> yeah, they film, in, they film in Vancouver um, right. is where they film most of their stuff. And I know that's where their, um, the SG base, like, set mm-hmm. is. But I don't know. Well, we'll find out. Oh, travel Maybe. expenses aside, like, your travel expenses plus shooting expenses plus. Yeah. Yeah, it, I mean, it makes sense. It just wasn't standard across the whole episode either. True, 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 true. Um... Then, where was I? Oh, so then as this attack, or as she's having the baby and Aminat comes back out, a serpent guard comes in saying that he is working for Herror and he's taking the baby and he attacks Share so that the image in her mind will be 
that Harur took her baby, but really it's just Teal trying to get Daniel out of there. Because he's so smart. Because Teal is literally the smartest person in this episode. Mm-hmm. Then we go back to SG base where we have this really beautiful metal ceremony and it's really sweet. And um, Hammond is like, I'm sorry that the president couldn't do it himself. And Sam's like, honestly, like, no, it's, it's better this way. And I think it is better this way because then you can actually like be honest about what the medal's for. Right. And also like, like, it means more coming. Like, I mean, sure. The president's an honor, whatever to get your medal from, but like, it always means more personally when you get it from someone that you like. Someone that actually like knows what you've done. Like, right. Yeah. Right. Um, and then he tells, so Sam goes to get ready for the mission. And there's a moment with Jack and Hammond where Hammond's like, I promise you it was just an accident. I know, I know nothing about it. And you can see in Jack's face that he doesn't hundred percent believe him. He really I mean, does think, he really does think that they were trying to shut shut Armin up. Yeah. I mean, that's a fair fault. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, then we go back to Abydos and Teal'c has taken Daniel to Heruer and is like, and Daniel's like, we should be in an alliance to destroy Apophis because we have the same enemy. And is like, bitch, what? He's like, you are my Iron Man hand. Yeah, he's like, you are a no one. I don't want to have an uh, alliance with a fucking no one. He laughs in his face, and then the gate activates, and Harur and his guards assume it's Apophis, and they freak out, and they start to get ready, but then it's actually just Sam and Jack, and there's this whole big, like, comical attack scene, mm-hmm. and Harur starts to escape, and then the gate does open again, and it actually is Apophis. And, um... He like is like we have to find Char or we have to find um, Amuna and she's like I'm right here <laughs> and then she's like sorry so sorry um, they took your baby but like don't kill me still love you we will do this together and then she like glances to the side and makes eye contact with Daniel and then just says nothing so we know Shara is like sort of in there somewhere still protecting Daniel and Tilk yeah. And Jack's like, are you okay? And he's like, no, I'm not. But, like, I will be. And Tilk's like, yeah, hell yeah, you will be. She's still there. We got this, bro. (laughs) And um, that is the end of the episode. (laughs) That was Ah, so much. So So much. much. (sighs) Yeah. Wild. Wild. How do you um, feel? Because I have so much trivia to share with you. Um, my feelings are that, like, this show has been so up and down on, like, what, how did it keep going with this, like, not moving storyline? And I'd say, like, I would tell anyone watching this show that, like, while it is a bit of a commitment to watch a season and a half without knowing a lot of what's going on, yeah, watch a season and a half to get to this episode that ties it together and pushes us forward. Yeah, well, while the yeah. episode had its flaws, of course, because no one's perfect, and it's not gonna be the best episode we've ever seen. It's a really good episode, but it's not you know ten out of ten. It's like like we said, eight point two out of ten. And uh, I would say that like it's worth it to watch where we've been to get here, like for sure. And mm-hmm. this is probably. This might be the episode I've been most excited about since we started. Like, 
even though I was mad about it till we got here <laughs> because I've been yelling about Charay for weeks now. Weeks. Um, in fact, in fact, I'm pretty sure last week you specifically said Shari doesn't exist anymore. I did. I did say Shari doesn't exist anymore. And like, while I still think this was not the right placement for the episode, I think it should have come earlier or mm-hmm. been like, even if you took like four big pieces we had of meeting Sharae, I mean, seeing Sharae, meeting Jacob, learning Jacob has cancer, like having this whole big thing with her, we yeah. could have spread that across episodes earlier on and still had what we needed and it still would have been good but i uh so i think that it should have been earlier and just spread out and like more into See, it i kind of like i i dislike i like that the i dislike that there were filler episodes and that we didn't mm-hmm. spread some of this out but i kind of liked the fact that like everything just fucking happened at once i did i did for the sake of the drama love that everything yeah. happened at once but i think my my only thing is that it like we had the filler episodes so we could have this as one episode I feel like and like and I, I feel like maybe I, they should have written better for those filler episodes then like I will say they didn't do they this season did not do um a traditional I'm just looking at some dates they did not do a traditional like half a season big chunk of breaks half a season they had like randomly like a month off and then another month off. This episode aired and then the next episode did not come out for over a month. So it wasn't really a mid-season finale, but this episode was August 21st. The next episode doesn't come out till September 25th. So it's a I mean, solid month. This That's is a, a lot. good break. Mm-hmm. Weird it's time good, to do it, but it's a good break for like. Episodes. Well, I mean, the fact that we already talked about the fact that the show starts in June is fucking weird, anyway. Right, right. We are so like so. Schedule. So then we have a weird month off, and then we have the end of September through the end of October. Then we have another month and a half off between October and December, and then we have. Oh, sorry, that's fucked up. Um, two of the episodes five years. No, two in the, of the episodes air in the wrong order. Episode fifteen didn't air till December sixteenth, but episode sixteen aired on December 9th So now I'm going to be really confused what happens when we get to Netflix and what the issue, what, what they did with that. Whew. Um, but then so then we have December sixteenth, and then we have another month off till January. So like we have three places in the season where they took entire months off rather than a half of a season off. So we may not actually be stuck with Tom Clancy for the rest of the season. <laughs> Apparently not. Ooh, I didn't, I hadn't looked at that, but that is interesting. Um, yeah. So this is kind of like a, a breaking point. Like it, all of this shit just happened and then we're done for a month. Which, which is a course, way to keep it, keep it yeah. fresh. Which of course means that the first episode when we come back will be terrible. Well, of course. Yeah. But if we're going to have so many of these like month long breaks, maybe we'll get more of these like really intense episodes that yeah. have good storylines. True. So um, uh, do you want some trivia? I always want trivia. trivia. It's my favorite okay. thing. I'm going to share this trivia not in the order it's on IMDb. I'm going to share it from the least interesting to the most interesting, in That's my opinion. Um, so this first is, first of all, this is the first appearance in the series by Carmen Argenziano, who plays Captain Carter's father. We knew that because I talked about it. Um, we also already knew the line about the two L's was a dig at Kurt Russell. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that those two were already known um 
Eric Avari has had a previously appeared in Stargate 1994 as Kasuf, but this was his first appearance in the TV show. But when we did oh. the movie, when we did the movie, we talked about the fact that he was one of the few that would be the same mm-hmm. character in right. the show. But yes, this is the first time Kasuf is back on the show. Because we haven't talked about Abydos since like the movie. <laughs> Correct. Um, uh, Kasuf says that Shari had been with them for more than a season. Assuming that the Abedonian year has four equal seasons and given the five months elapsed since Apophis's attempted attack on Earth and that Abedonians are human, thus a nine-month pregnancy, Shari had already been taken home before the attack was launched. So Shari was already pregnant mm-hmm. when Chlorel became Chlorel. Right, like right. when Scara became Chlorel, that was already a thing that had happened. Well, that makes sense because he would get all this set up and then he would go out and try to attack the world after he had his background set. Like, yes. Second plan. So that makes sense. Logically. Yes. Um, this next piece of trivia does, in fact, um, de- debunk something that we had literally just been talking about. Um, because the <laughs> establishing scene of Carter and O'Neill in DC shows them on a steps passing a bronze bird. That bird, that statue is actually called the Bird of Spring, and it is at UBC Robeson Square in Vancouver. Oh, yeah. So maybe they didn't use their whole budget to film at the stairs. Then they filmed it at the steps at the University of British Columbia, Vancouver. So JK, ignore everything we said about on location filming. We know nothing. We know nothing. I only, li- I only lived in D.C. till I was two. It's fine. I've never been to D.C., even though I'm, like, what, like, 30 seconds away or something? I'm- yeah, no, I I mean, I lived there till I was one and a half. But, like, you how many memories? Things? How, I was say, how many memories do I have before one and a half? Zero. Zero. Um, and then the last piece of trivia that is my favorite piece of trivia about this episode is that the actress, Vaitiar Hershen who plays Share mm-hmm. was really pregnant during the filming of the episode with a child of her on-screen husband, Michael Shanks. <laughs> I love it. Maybe that's why they had to write her so crazy in the episode this season. That's why we haven't seen her for a year and a half. Yes. Because they filmed so- all at one time, so she was pregnant. She was pregnant. The shooting then of the first season, first and second season. And were they actually? I mean, so she, yeah. And I don't know if I'm looking up their relationship status. Um. They personal personal life. Um, they were not married. Um, they but they were together, obviously, and their first child. Um, she well, she is from Tahiti. She is French Polynesian fancy um but so they they were together um they had a baby her name's tatiana they broke up in 2001 when and when he met his current wife so they never Uh, got married then is that they never got married no um yes but so 
they were, but she was legitimately pregnant. So all of those things that he was saying about loving her and like holding her when she was pregnant and like wanting to be there and for the birth of the child, it's because it was legitimately his child. I love that. And also like she is 58 and she is still gorgeous. Like, I know. Also, also her, her boyfriend before Michael Shanks was Julio Iglesias. Of course it was. (laughs) Right. Of course it was. Yeah. Uh, yep. He got married too. Whenever he got married. She yeah, married she married Bandera before. Bandera, I can't use words. And uh, then she's now married to Edgar Zasars. Yes. Nope, not anymore. No, I lied. They got divorced also. Yep, in 2015. <laughs> but. Um, oh, interesting. Okay. Yes. My favorite piece of that. trivia is that she was actually hella pregnant, but it was his baby. That's so sweet. Ah, oh, I love that. But it wasn't a boy. It was a girl. Dad. Liars. <laughs> I highly doubt she also gave birth on screen for real. I so. mean, <laughs> probably not. Fun fact, I've seen birth, birthing, but it was a, um, c-section oh um it's like, saw- it's like that's even more dramatic and they have a lot less like, oh yeah emotional um, movement and the ex- c-section than a yeah action. um i saw this video um it showed up as like a recommended video on the death and aliens twitter feed and it was this it was this woman i literally have no idea like the algorithm is just trying to get death and aliens twitter to be more active so it like sends me like here's this weird thing like it just like sends me like notifications about weird shit like i but it was this video and this girl was like um it was like don't let your kids watch hocus pocus yes (laughs) i didn't watch it but yes i have but but it was i was i was worried i was like what is it gonna be but it was like clearly a parody video but like but she was like i don't let my kids watch anything that is not family friendly uh, so they've seen their birthing videos and <laughs> well that's like you because you saw the original post where the woman came out and was like don't watch hocus pocus because it's witchcraft and they're putting spells into your home yeah she yeah. was like she said a witch was in my house and it was it was on the tv screen and she's like don't tell me that it's fiction that it's not real because anything that can come on your tv screen can come on you and i don't want that meddler to come on me ah that's so funny i was like i can't but she was like we only watch family friendly videos like our birthday oh my gosh that's wild wild i will never understand people videoing i will never never even if for some strange reason dan wants to video the birth of our children i i will have questions but like i i get it i guess i don't want to see that no, I would never. I would never watch it again. I'd never watch it at the beginning. I wouldn't want to no. know. I uh, my head is on the opposite end of my body for a reason. Absolutely, God made you that way for a reason. He did not want you to have to deal with that. He did not want me to see that. No. 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 Um, speaking of things, he didn't want you to see. Who would you like to punch in the face? Oh my gosh, uh, Sam's dad. There. I'm. I'm aware that may change. I'm aware he was not the worst person in this episode. Yeah, but he's the one I wanted to punch in the face the whole time. So that's fair. Um, I wanted to punch Armin in the face, but then he got hit by a car, and so like I kind of mm. feel like I, I can't. 
You can still punch people. See, I don't know why you're always telling me you can't punch people who die. I <laughs> it's perfectly fine. Oh, um, yeah, I'm gonna punch. I'm gonna punch Armin. Perfect. Great choice. Great choice. Um, who is your MVP? Jack. Okay. I was hoping you picked Jack because mine is not Jack. Mm-hmm. Jack was great, but I mine was very, very, very strongly Teal'c, and I didn't Fair. want you to. I didn't want you to pick Teal'c because I wanted to be able to be like, no, Teal'c's my MVP because he did. He said this and he did that, and he like was the only one with the brain. But I was like, but I was like, but knowing Courtney, she's gonna pick Jack because he had the sh- the wittiest one liners, and he, he like, did. and yeah. it like made the show keep going, and he like protected SGC with the yeah. Like reported, he held his calm, cool, and collection. Like Jack and Tilk were both very strong this episode. Like, oh yeah, it was a really well done episode. I really enjoyed it. It was. Like, I, otherwise. you and know, like, the more that we talk about it, and the more that like I see its like context in the season, I really do think eight point two is even too low. Well, how did this episode only have seven point six stars? I because the Stargate community. But then again, the one, the one, the one before it with Teal'c's family only had six point seven, and that was stupid too. Yeah. But then, but then the episodes with the like the Prison Planet episode and the Gamekeeper had high sevens. For what reason? No. I would bet because they felt more like a Doctor Who episode than a Stargate. They felt more sci-fi. That's what it is. These these two have don't feel as like alien or sci-fi, but they're like way better they're better written and i mean that's the thing i was like like you have to this is a problem for me to separate the sci-fi like shows because like with doctor who we have a great running storyline but they are so focused on each episode has a different right. other well, storyline. sci-fi so often ends up being story of the week where like you have right like in Star Trek or in Doctor Who, you have like these people that are your main characters that you care about and they're on a spaceship, but then the real story is their adventures. And there's like little twinges of through line. And in Doctor Who, even like in old Doctor Who, there was even less twinge of a through line. And it was all really like monster of the week. Right. And while that is interesting, that's and not what, what Stargate show. It's that not what true. Stargate is. And I think people wanted it to be mm-hmm. more Star Trek. They wanted it to be more like, here's our team that goes on adventures, but I care about their adventures. And I I love sci-fi because I love like the science and the alien shit. But like the reason why I love shows like Stargate and Doctor Who and Star Wars is because I care about people. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I I don't give a shit if Thor is a little gray. Just kidding. I do. That's one of my favorite things so far. But, like, also I, one of my favorite things. That was about to come at you hard. So, no, no, no. But, like, I don't. <laughs> but, I mean, like, if, if you had to ask me, do I care more about Thor being uh, Roswell Gray or about whether or not we find Share? 150% I'm picking Share. Like, every I, time. every time. Because, like, obviously, the aliens are why I watch the show. Right. But I, I love our four care, our four people, and I want the best thing for but them. And I'm a, I'm a, I, I seasons of the show. I continue yeah. to watch ten seasons of the show because I give a shit about the people. Mm-hmm. Aliens are going to be aliens, and they're going to be interesting. And like this show is going to do aliens as well as X Files, as well as Twilight Zone, as well as Doctor Who. And like, sure, there are some things that are different that are more interesting, mm-hmm. and like, there's different takes on it. But an alien show is an alien show is an alien show. Right, right. What gets people to stick around for alien shows is what 
emotional heart the characters have. Yes. Because it's a TV show. You're there for the, whether, even though you're there for the aliens, you're there for the story, especially if you're going to make it last 10 seasons. Like, for sure. You can't. I mean, 10, not 10 have seasons and, yeah, 10 seasons and three spinoffs. Right, right. Yeah. And I feel like, I feel like this episode is getting us where this is the show we're watching. Mm-hmm. We're no longer what's going on. How do we, I mean, and maybe next week we're going to go back to like, not, nothing matters and nothing. Oh, matter. I'm sure. But this episode, feels like this is the show we're watching this is why we keep watching it and i thought it was very well done um so i i'm just thinking because i was talking about these things about how many spin-offs and everything there are and i think oh no we're good okay there is what there's multiple versions of how to watch the show versus yeah like there's like the canon order versus the alternating seasons order versus the what show at a time and then there's also a web series called stargate origins that i've heard of that one yeah that technically and looks like we were supposed to watch already. Which makes sense because it's origins. Right, right, right. It's about it's about Catherine Langford. Oh, I love that. I love Catherine. Um so like this is saying that what we should have done was watch the movie, then watch Origins, then watch Stargate SG1 seasons one through seven. Then you do Stargate SG-1 seasons 8 through 10 and Stargate Atlantis seasons 1 through 3 alternating. Mm -hmm. And then you do the movie The Arc of Truth. Then there's the movie Continuum. Then there's seasons 4 to 5 of Atlantis. And then there's Stargate Universe. (laughs) Which podcast we'll be doing until we're 90. Which I am absolutely down for. But I'm trying to figure out... I what think that origins? that makes the most sense. But now I'm trying to figure out when we pause to go back and watch Origins. I mean, end of the season. It's how long? It's a web series. How long is it? That's true. I don't know. Let's. Because like if I, it's a month, if it's like four episodes, who knows? Like, Right. I thank you so much for tuning into our planning on air. Um, um, this is also the probably longest episode in all of existence of Stargate. Because true. we are real into it. It is 10 episodes. Stargate Origins is 10 10-minute episodes. So when do we finish season two? We will finish season two in January? No. You know, Something like No, okay, hold on. What month is it right now? October? I don't know. Yes, it is. <laughs> so this is that was October. This episode comes out October. But I say we leave them off and we'll discuss in a second. Okay. Yeah. If you just want to like be here for the chaos, it's what, whatever. I mean, listen, if you guys want to be here for the chaos, send us an email at deathandaliens at gmail.com. So you can find out the watch order well in advance. I will give you a breakdown of week by week. Just kidding. I won't because I don't even know it. Um, But like, if you really want it, I will let you know. Um, Also, 
yeah, just ignore me. I don't know what thought I was going to have. Um, you can <laughs> chaos, chaos. Um, we're recording on a Saturday morning, which is so out of the normal for us that our brains are also not doing what they're supposed to do. No sleep. Correct. Um, but you can also follow us on all of the social media at death and aliens. And you can follow me everywhere at E M K A Y underscore superstar. And you can follow me at C E cloud 13. And we will see you guys again. Four. Again. <laughs> well, no, but we'll see you for thriller Thursday where we, we do will. the penultimate episode of season three <gasps> of Bates Motel. We are. Whew. Are you scared? I'm so scared. I'm so excited. I'm so scared. I'm just, I, I haven't, I haven't watched it yet. So like, I don't even know. I, know, I haven't like, we're, that's the other thing. We mess up all of our schedules. So we're not, we're watching it the same time we watch the finale, which maybe is good for our mental health, but <laughs> we'll see. So, well, uh, with that, we will talk to you guys later. See ya. Bye. Bye.